0: Welcome back, everyone. It's another week, another Tuesday, another episode of Fun on Weekdays podcast. My name is Jenna. I'm the host, and I'm super excited for today's episode. But before we get into it, I wanted to give you all an update on my life, what's going on. So a couple weeks ago, gosh, I'm looking at my calendar that's sitting right across from me right now, and I think it was three weeks ago, Um, I was in Cleveland, so I went to a friend's wedding in Pittsburgh. It was actually in Wheeling, West Virginia, but Pittsburgh is like the closest major city to it. So I was there, and then I went home to Cleveland for a week. I had an event in Cleveland. It was amazing. Amazing is like not even the best way to describe it. It was really, really surreal to be with everybody from the town that I grew up in, Painesville, and also so cool to meet so many people that I've never met in my 21 years of living in in Cleveland. Um, So thank you to everyone who came out to that event. There were 350 people. We had some drag queens absolutely killing it. We had uh, bracelets being zapped onto everyone's wrists. Mine is actually like stuck in my arm hair right now as I'm looking at it. We had cotton candy. We just, we had it all. It was such a good time. Really, really happy with how that went. And then I came back to Austin for just, honestly, I think it was like five days before I left again and I went to Michigan. So I was just in Michigan for the past week celebrating 4th of July. And honestly, the fact that there was like really horrible cell phone reception was such a blessing in disguise. Um, This past week, I... If, if you follow me, you might have noticed that I wasn't posting as much as I typically do. Maybe like one TikTok a day, which still for a lot of people, one TikTok a day is kind of a lot. Um, but for me, I usually just whip out like, I don't know, sometimes like 10 a day. But it was really, really nice. Um, I just had a very relaxing trip. Went to the lake, played pickleball a lot, worked out a lot, ate really great food, whitefish. I'm a huge fan, you guys. My Michigan girlies. You guys better eat some white fish for me because we don't have that here in Austin. So, I just got back from Michigan um, 3 days ago. So, I was here on Friday night. Now recording this on Monday, and tomorrow my event is for uh, I have a nonprofit event tomorrow night. It's at Blue Norther. Anyone in Austin, Texas, please, please, please feel free to come. I really encourage you to. It's free. It's open to all ages. Uh, by the time that this episode comes out, it'll be that night. So it depends when you're listening to this. Um, but the event is to bring the community together um, after the overturn of Roe v. Wade. I was just trying to think of you know ways that I could bring you guys together to advocate for reproductive rights and vocalize my values and my opinions. And I want to also acknowledge the fact that I know so many people Follow me and listen to me. And we all have different opinions and values. And that's one of the things that makes us so strong and so diverse is that we are able to respect each other's opinions and values. And I think for me, I've I've had kind of a difficult time ever really sharing what I believe because I feel like I've been Taught that I'm just supposed to be like Switzerland. I'm supposed to be like neutral in every situation, and this is something that I'm very passionate about. So I'm very excited for tomorrow's event. Going to have karaoke, have some live music. I have some food trucks that are coming, drinks, um, cornhole. If anybody wants to get their ass whooped, I'll see you out there. So that's kind of my um, my update. And in terms of my office, oh, okay. So if you watch me on YouTube when you listen to these episodes, you may have noticed. <laughs> I'm not in the video, okay? The reason why I'm not on camera this week is because I left my freaking camera charger in Michigan. Didn't realize that until I was going to record today. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't have my charger. So I went to Best Buy. They didn't have the charger. Looked it up online, found out which one I needed, and I can't get it on Amazon until Thursday. So I'm like, well, that's not going to work. So we're just going to be real nice and intimate with a black screen on YouTube this week. I hope you guys don't mind. But exciting news is that tomorrow, my new microphones are coming. So a couple weeks ago, honestly, I think it was like months ago, I did an episode with Janine for Happy and Healthy Podcast, and she came on mine as well. And her microphones were the crispest thing I have ever heard in my life. I just wanted to talk into the microphone all day, every single day, because it sounded so good. So I finally got around to ordering the microphones Finally, an investment that I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I I'm, guess I'm ready to pay for it. It's been almost a year of doing the podcast. One of the, maj- the biggest complaints um, that you all have is my audio. It, and I know, you guys, I know. I am so, so sorry. Right before I recorded this, I actually realized, this is horrible. I actually realized that my microphone has not been set as the input for audio for like <laughs> a good amount of time. So my audio has just been going straight through my computer, hence the horrible quality. So if this one sounds better than some of my other ones, that might be why. But the next episode that I have will be amazing quality. It'll be music to your ears. And also, I am so close to finishing up my office. So the next episode as well, um, I will be sitting pretty in a nice chair with a nice backdrop, hopefully, tentatively. So I think that's it for my life update. Um, Thursday, I am going to Miami because my friend's bachelorette party is this weekend in West Palm Beach. Number one, I've never been to a bachelorette party. So I'm sure I'll have plenty of stories to share with you guys after. Number two, I've never been to West Palm Beach. So I'm excited for that. Um, Yeah, that's it. So (laughs) now that you guys have listened to my life updates and maybe you skipped through it because you just don't give a shit. I do not blame you at all. I would probably skip through two. Um, Let's get into today's episode. So you guys, last week I reposted an old episode. So if you've already listened to that episode when it first came out and then you listened to it again and you've followed me for a while, it's probably pretty crazy to recognize the growth that has happened since that first came out. And I'm really, really proud of that. So this week I thought, why don't I just like reflect on comparing now that I've been working for myself for an entire year, I can compare it to the year that I worked at TikTok during my corporate job because I've never really compared the two, the advantages, the disadvantages, because for a while, I just felt like I was still so new to self-employment that I didn't know like what insight I had. And quite frankly, I'm not even sure if my insight now is very valuable. That's why I love having other business owners on. But I like let's let's get into it. Um, So all the time, people, I think, especially in the younger generation, like ideate, not ideate, idolize, idolize is the right word, um, working for yourself because you have freedom. You have, um, you know, you can make your own schedule. You don't have to listen to anyone else. You can do anything that you want. And while, yes, that is true, there are also disadvantages to that as well. And now that I've worked on both sides of the fence here, Let's get into it. So the number one difference was, well, actually, let me let me tell you this. Anybody who's listening to my podcast for the first time, I worked at TikTok as a brand development manager. That's what my role was called. Um, I got the job straight out of college, and I moved to Austin for the role. I thought that we were going to be working in the office, but we actually worked remote. So I've only ever met a handful of my coworkers, and yeah, I quit my job last fall in August, and I've been working for myself ever since then for Funnel Weekdays LLC. LLC, baby, we are official over here. So the number one difference from working at TikTok corporate to working as a TikTok creator full time is my schedule. So which is probably a given, right? Of course. So number one, when I worked at TikTok, you have a set schedule. My hours were nine to five, just like so many other people's. And I think when you do work the nine to five, you're like, oh my God, I hate my nine to five. We always classify a nine to five as a bad thing. I don't know what it is, but we've all been been taught that a nine to five is not a good work schedule. Which let me just say, first of all, that you do not need 9am to 5pm to get your work done. Okay, there have been so many days that I've completed everything that I needed to do at like 12, at noon. If you get everything that you need to get done, I, I'm not really sure why we have to sit around until five o'clock. It seems kind of silly to me. But so my schedule when I worked at TikTok was I would wake up at 8.55 and then I would snooze it until 8.59 before my first call at 9 a.m. <laughs> no, for real, I'm not kidding. I would not brush my teeth brush my hair, change my clothes. I would simply sit up in my bed and open my computer. And sometimes my computer was dead. So I was just joined from my phone. And I would join my first call of the day. But the good point of part about it was that my first call was always like a town hall call. So it was with the whole team and there were a bunch of people in it. And most people don't have their video on yet. So I would just take my video off And then I would get done what I need to get done in the morning. I would either go make breakfast or I would shower and I would just put it on speaker and I would listen to it while I was doing other stuff. So that's the first thing I did. And then after that call was over, I would probably take like a little bit. I would take a nap. (laughs) The the fact that I'm like saying this right now, because going back, if I were to say that I took naps during the workday when I was working there. I'm sure my coworkers probably would have agreed to, but we would never would have said it. It would have been like an unspoken thing. So I'm here to clear the air that, yes, I slept like a good amount of my workday. Because if I didn't have a call and I was what like, what am I doing? Just waiting for people to email me back? I mean, I guess, kind of, yeah. And if I'm just waiting for people to email me back, then why shouldn't I take a nap? So <laughs> took a lot of naps. And then in between my calls, it was nice if I wasn't going if I wasn't taking a nap I would go on a walk or I would maybe even like go to my gym honestly there were a lot of there were a lot of times that I would work out for like forty five minutes or an hour in between that I had nothing else to do so I was like well I'm just gonna make the most of this time right um, and then all of my client meetings so I guess more about my role at TikTok so when I was hired I genuinely thought that I was going to be like helping brands come up with ideas for campaigns with advertising. So I worked in advertising. I should say that first and foremost. And I thought I'd be on the more creative side of it. And I was wrong, which is okay, because I truly do think that even if you don't like what you're doing, you're still learning a valuable skill that you can apply to another area of your life at some point. Um, I mean, all of those service jobs that we all hated, or like there's that one job that everyone's like, oh my God, I fucking hated that job. But there's something that you learn from it. And so, so anyways, not that I absolutely hated this job when I first started, because when I first started, I was in more of a sales role. So essentially what I would do was find brands, and I was assigned the fashion and beauty market. I would find mid-market fashion and beauty companies that were on TikTok or maybe not on TikTok, but they were not on our advertising platform yet. So think about SheFit. Do you guys remember them? I actually, um, I used to have a partnership with them as well. So SheFit was one of my clients and they're an active company, like well-known, but not huge. When I first started my job, it was my role to reach out to brands like that and convince them why they should get on TikTok to advertise and specifically why they should put money behind it and work with me. So I was really just in a role of like getting on pitch calls and explaining to them why they should get on. A lot of times I would make like kind of custom pitch calls um, showing videos that like their brand is mentioned in or similar videos of competitors that have gone viral. And then you obviously talk about all the stats of like why you should advertise and what the return is. And I'm not going to bore you with all of the details, but I was really good at it. Honestly, I, I really liked it because I felt like I was using my people skills and my creativity to sell them this idea that I could help them. And it's not even that I could sell them on it. I knew that I could. And so in those pitch calls, I really got to share like that sense of my creativity. So then after six months of working there, they had decided that our teams were actually going to switch roles. So basically I went from being an acquisition person to being on pitch calls, to getting people onboarded on our advertising platform, to now being on the retention side. So now that they're in advertising, Somebody has to help them run their campaigns and you know go through and look at all the analytics and make sure that everything's running okay and if they have any ad disapprovals and all of these numbers and budgets and optimization and targeting and just things that I was not passionate about at all. You guys, I'm looking at my <laughs> I'm looking at my outline right now and I just got so off track because now I'm going into like a 20 minute discussion about what my job was. So I'll cut it here. Basically I was an account manager. And anyways, anyways, I had a lot of calls with clients. So I would schedule all of my calls with clients from Tuesday to Thursday. The reason is because, well, I'm not gonna schedule them on Fridays because most clients don't even take calls on Fridays anyways. Fridays are really a day to kind of like wrap up the week, take any of your team calls. And then if you finish early, then you finish early and awesome. Mondays, Mondays are for catching up from the weekend. So all of those clients that do work 24-7 that have startups that are trying to run ads on the weekend that will email you, you're, you're getting over all of those calls. So basically, I would make my schedule like Tuesday to Thursday for a bulk of the work that I was doing. And I would always schedule those meetings right after my first morning one. And then I would try to leave my afternoons open. So my, my last meeting would be at 330 so that it would end at 4. And then I would have the final hour of the day to email, wrap up. I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever bullshit I did. So that was my schedule. <laughs> I don't even know how long I just talked about my schedule. Uh, probably 10 minutes. But okay. So after that, I, would, I was done. I was done for the day. I was always done at 5. Sometimes I was done at 4. Sometimes I was done at 3. Was I going to tell my boss that? No. No. The issue... Not the issue, but the key to that is if you're done for the day, just be on standby. Just take your phone, take your computer with you, go go, do whatever you want to do. Take it to the nail salon while you're getting your nails done. And then I would go and do something fun after work every day. And that is literally where Fun on Weekdays evolved from was because I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking bored all day. Like I need to get out of this house. And then after my day was over, I would go and I would do something, something, It doesn't even have to be like that fun and exhilarating. You don't have to go out and black out. But I would do something after work. So I tried to time block my calendar and my day and like physically block it in your personal calendar. So you could put in like from 10 a.m. to 10.30, I'm going to check my emails. From 11 to 11.30, I'm going to, I don't know, Message with my coworkers. I'm trying to think of what I did and honestly, I don't even know what I did. I think a lot of people feel that way that like they don't even really know what they do during the day. And I still feel that way sometimes, but it, the the time blocking situation still didn't really work. I'm just not the kind of person that I can sit down and I can block out every single hour of my day. I don't work like that. That's not how I feel the most creative and the most myself and the most hardworking and there's a lot of people that do feel that way so for a lot of people you love the routine of that but the main thing of my schedule is that a corporate job you have a hard stop at five and when your coworkers and your boss are not working after five like there's there's nothing for you to do because if they're not around like who are you even talking to you're you're emailing yourself You're you're emailing clients that aren't working right now that aren't going to email you. So no one's working at five. So of course, like you're not going to work at five. But the issue with that is you have a set schedule every single day. So if you wake up one day and you feel horrible or you're so tired or you're just like really not feeling into what you're doing and you're spacing out, you you don't get to just put it off until like three o'clock when you want to start working and you're feeling good again and then work until midnight. So one of the things that I do love about my schedule is I've realized that I'm way more of a night person. I I don't know what it is. Just in the morning, I will get done all of the personal things that I need to do, whether that's like cleaning my apartment or if I need to get my nails done. All of those things that I would have treated myself to after my corporate job are the things that I do before I start my self-employed job. And it's kind of a weird switch, but it works for me and I like it. So a lot of nights I'll come to my office and I won't leave here until close to midnight. Some days I'll come in the middle of the day, but I just, I like working at night. I still work, but it's just not the same nine to five schedule. So a lot of people just can't relate to that fact because, you know, it's not, it's not a set schedule. All right. As you all know, or maybe now you do know, my podcast, Fun on Weekdays, is sponsored by Macy's. I've been working with them since the beginning of 2022. And as I approach this one year of doing my podcast full time, I'm so grateful to have a sponsor like them that believes in me. If you missed it on my TikTok, I made a TikTok on my personal page um, about a week ago. and then I also did a recap of it last week on my podcast TikTok, but I linked a bunch of items that are on sale right now, especially sandals. They're 50% off, and they have their before Black Friday sale right now. There's a ton of cotton dresses that I love. I've linked a lot of them, and I'm going to work on doing um, some more guest dresses for you for weddings for this fall. You guys have requested that, so go to my landing page. It is Macy's.com forward slash F-O-W, and you can check out all of my selects there and get a great deal all right back to the episode my day as a content creator a podcast host whatever you want to call me I still don't know what to call myself because calling myself an influencer sounds so cheesy I don't want to call myself that but every single day is very very different and the only thing that I do every single day is I check my emails I approve Facebook members and posts I now have moderators that help me with that which is amazing and I respond to DMs. And it's kind of weird because sometimes I almost feel like my job is customer service if that makes sense. Like I'm talking to my customers aka you guys, but I mean not not customers in that sense, but like the people that I am trying to please really is is you guys and I feel like most of my day is spent doing that whether that is Responding to messages or engaging with you guys or posting things it's like for you guys So it's kind of similar to someone who works in customer service in in a way because you're always listening to your audience And what they need from you and how you can help them So the only difference between that is customer service They have set hours my hours are all of the hours that i'm awake because my job is my life And that's been the hardest transition that i've had truly you have to be super, super flexible with your schedule as a content creator because there's so many last minute events or interviews or calls that come up and you might get a last minute deal with like a brand and the, you might have like a one or three day turnaround for you to make that content for. So you kind of always have to leave your schedule open because you have to be on your toes. And But when you are constantly always on your toes, it's that much harder to stick to a schedule and then when you don't have a schedule, you just feel so unorganized. So after a year of doing this, I still feel like my schedule and setting my hours of my work is my number one hardest thing that I have yet to figure out. And if you talk to a lot of other people who um, do social media or own their own business, I think they'll all agree is that your your schedule now is like twenty four seven. It's pretty much all of the time that you're awake because even when you're talking with your friends or you're like hanging out or you're working on something you have ideas and then you just kind of like space out I never had any freaking ideas for my corporate job are you kidding me you think I was like sitting at dinner I'm like ooh, I had this idea I want to go to my boss about about this like other project that I want to take on that I'm not going to get paid any more money for I never did that shit I was constantly doing the bare minimum I was doing what was on my (laughs) responsibility when I was hired for the role I was doing what they hired me for and if I was going to do anything above and beyond that then they can pay me for that. They can give me a raise. So that's what I have to say about schedules is that I don't have a schedule. Basically, that's what I'm saying. And before I had a schedule. So that is actually what I really, really miss about my corporate job was that somebody made the schedule for me. Like corporate America made and designed that schedule, baby. No one's, no one's designing my schedule other than myself. And I don't want to because I'm not good at it and I never stick to it anyways and sometimes even when you do make a schedule you can't stick to it so it's really not a point. <laughs> so the next difference from working my corporate job to working for myself is the accountability aspect and I miss this so freaking much oh my god there, there are truly like a lot of days as much as I really didn't like what I was doing with my nine-to-five I really liked a lot of aspects of it. You know, you have consistent pay, you, ha- you get benefits, you have a consistent schedule, you, ha- you have somebody who's telling you what to do, who is holding you accountable. And that is the number one thing. You have a corporation that is keeping you in line. If you don't work, if you fall behind and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you're going to get fired. Your, bo- your boss, you have calls with them you get graded on your performance. You have performance reviews and you work hard so that you can get a raise or promotion and you constantly have to like keep in line because if you fall off, you're, you're going to lose your job. But when you work for yourself, the only person that holds you accountable is yourself. And sometimes that can be really, really hard because I am so good at making excuses for myself all the time. I make excuses for literally everything in my life. And when it comes to... My job, it's definitely no exception. It's like, oh, why haven't you put out merch yet, Jenna? And I'm like, oh, well, um, I need to schedule a photo shoot, or oh, I don't know, I was I was looking at like other designs, whatever, whatever. I can make every single excuse in the world, but if my boss were to come to me and be like, Hey, why why is the merch not out yet? I'd be like, Oh, you're right, you're right, let me get right on that. And I would never disappoint them because you have somebody that is there that you're disappointing. I mean, in this situation, working for myself, I'm a bit different than like a a business owner. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, as like a content creator full-time. The people that are holding me accountable are you guys, really? So when you guys ask like, hey, where is merch? Like, why is it not out yet? Or hey, you should do an event in XYZ City or why are the tickets not out yet? Or hey, why is your podcast episode out late? Things like that. Those types of comments and messages are what holds me accountable because sometimes I don't even realize that I'm behind until other people point it out. And the good thing about a corporate job is that you have somebody that is tracking you like all the time. And they are holding you accountable and you have somebody else that you're working for. And I mean, there's trade-offs to each. And as I'm sitting here, like, I don't know I don't know which I like more i I like so many aspects of a nine to five but I like the freedom of self employment okay now let's let's talk about the money because it's no secret that whenever anybody is asked like what's what's one of the biggest differences or the biggest transitions? Of course, it's always the money because when you're a content creator and you're working with brands and you have brand deals and that's like your number one source of income, you don't get paid for those. Partnerships until 30 to 60 days after the content is posted. So, I might have a partnership in the month of July that I'm not going to get paid for until August or September, or maybe even October. You know, sometimes brands are always behind on paying you, and that can be really freaking difficult to figure out like, when are you even going to get paid and how much, also? Like, that's another thing. So, that can be definitely, um, difficult to space out I will say the only reason that I felt comfortable quitting my job was because I got to a point where I was like okay if I didn't get paid for a month let's just say like I I didn't have a month where I had any partnerships or maybe a couple weeks would I be okay with getting by with what I have in my bank account and for me it was yes and then I was like okay what if I don't get any more after that like what if I don't keep getting more brand deals because that is like definitely your number one source of income at least for myself and I was like oh well I could just find another corporate job like I I could always go back so really wasn't an issue in terms of that but it is kind of annoying that like Sometimes you have a trip coming up or you need to make a big purchase. Like, for example, the microphones that I just bought, that was like a big purchase that I was waiting for, I that I had an invoice come in so that I didn't feel guilty taking money like out of my savings. So there's certain things that like I can splurge on, but there's certain things that I am like, this is not an immediate need, I'll wait until like I get an invoice. And sometimes those invoices, you just never know. And the great thing about a nine to five is that you always know the exact day and the exact time that that money is gonna hit your bank account. And it's like the best day ever because you're expecting it. And a lot of times you can plan your social schedule around that specifically, because if you know that you're gonna get paid XYZ on Thursday of the second week of July, then like you know that you can probably go and do something that weekend when you have money right away or you can pay your other bills or you can buy yourself something. So payment is definitely a huge thing. And with that, taxes are a nightmare. So I'm very, very grateful that my management company, they actually put all of my um, invoices together for me. And so at the end of the year, I'll get a W-2 from them specifically. But I do know that a lot of other content creators, they have to file their taxes individually as if every single partnership is their own income in itself. Whereas what I get to do is all of my incomes get put onto like one invoice essentially. And then I get that from J1S. J1S is my management company. They're amazing. I've been working with them for a year and a half now. Um, they get me all of my brand deals. They get my sponsorships, um, specifically this one for for Macy's. They help me with so many things. So I'm very, very grateful for them. But when I do get those things, um, the taxes, you just really don't realize the amount of money that you're going to have to pay in taxes because none of your invoices take taxes out immediately, which I, I miss that about a corporate job. I truly, truly wish that the money was just taken out from the very beginning because it's such like, It's such a tease. (laughs) No one likes a tease. Well, well, we all like to be the tease, but no one likes to be teased. And especially not when it's coming in a point of money. So for me, when I get paid, it's like a tease because I'm like, well, I don't get to keep all this. Like I have to give a lot of this back. And I wish I just never had it from the get-go because now I'm going to be pissed when I have to pay it. But like, of course, if I would have had to pay it from the very beginning and I just never, not that I never knew it was coming out, but I just never had it, it's so much better. Um, so finances, when you are, um, a self-employed girly out here, it can be a little difficult, but there are so many resources online nowadays that you can easily learn how to do your taxes. Um, you can also very easily and affordably hire somebody to do your taxes. I do have different streams of revenue that I have to claim now. So like when I do events, um, I do all of my ticketing through Eventbrite. So for example, when I get payouts for the tickets for my events, I will now have to claim like Eventbrite essentially as an employee, not as an employer, but like, I don't know, as an income. Gosh, I don't know that. That's not a question for me. That's a question for a CPA. But that is one of the advantages of a corporate job is it does all of that for you and you get benefits too, like health care, uh, dental insurance, life insurance. Um, what's it called? 401k. They set you up up okay us self-employed girls out here um I'm gonna be honest with you I don't have I don't have health care well so I'm I'm technically on my parents health insurance again but they're based in Ohio and so their health provider is mainly midwestern and I've gone to the doctor before to get checked for like a UTI and a yeast infection I, I mean we've all done it okay and my bill you guys my bill you're fucking kidding me they wouldn't accept my parents' insurance, um, I don't know why, just because of like the provider, the location I was in. My bill was like1,600 dollars. I wanted to I was so beside myself, like so beside myself. Tell me why going to the doctor and getting a urine sample and them sending that away is1,600 dollars. What? I must have been going to like the designer doctor. I don't know. I don't know, because that's insane. And um, yeah, health insurance is one of those things that it's like you don't realize how nice it is until you don't have it. And then you get a bill like that and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to fucking pay this right now. And then I don't know when I'm getting paid for my next brand deal because the brand is late and now I'm taking money out of my savings to pay for this shit. It can be frustrating for sure. One hundred percent. So payment of a self-employed job versus a corporate job is just so much less structured. But the advantage of being self-employed is that you really don't have like a cap on the money that you can make. Like when you're working a corporate job, of course, you're working really hard to get a promotion, to get a raise. But like if you work for yourself, no one's actually giving you a raise or a promotion. No one's officially giving it to you anyways. Like you're not going to move up the ladder. You're already at the top of the ladder, bitch. So... That is one really, really nice thing. And as hard as you work is as much money as you can make. And I think there are so many other people that can speak on behalf of that that are amazing, amazing, successful people. And who knows? Maybe one of those days I'll be one of them. So that's what I have to say about money. Next topic I want to get into is the difference of my mental health when I was working a corporate job versus now. So, One of the nicest things about working my corporate job was that I got to just completely disassociate myself for eight hours out of my day. Like my job had nothing really to do with myself as a person and I got to just like focus on something else. And so my mental health was mainly focused around the fact that I felt very lonely because I was working from home and I just felt very insecure because I wasn't really good at what I was doing and I knew that so many other coworkers that I had were better than me and that I wasn't going to get a raise or anything. And so my mental health was stemmed from the loneliness and just insecurity. And that was towards my job. And I think the difference now is that my job is my life. It's to share my life with you guys. It's to share my stories, my insecurities with you. And I everything that i am is what i do as a career now so i this isn't gonna make me like um this i don't know this is gonna make me emotional but my mental health i think from the outside looking in you think oh my gosh this girl gets to do social media full-time she meets all these incredible people she you know hosts these events and it's so fun and it looks so cute and cool and stuff The mental stress of putting my life online for just people to talk about me, to just like tell me that I have horrible style, I'm ugly, my boyfriend can date someone that's so much better than me, he doesn't even like me, I'm so stupid with my money. Just stupid shit that I never had to deal with when I worked my corporate job. And it really is consuming And, oh my gosh, no, I'm not, no, I'm not crying. No, Jenna, we're strong, we're strong here. The mental health aspect of it is, I think, really my breaking point. And that's when I'm like, wow, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Like, there are a lot of really cool things that I get to do, but is it worth it? Is it worth it for me to feel like shit about myself? Is it worth it for me to have social anxiety when I go out places now? Because I'm just worried, like, what if somebody thinks I'm being rude? Or what if somebody's watching me? Or what if somebody takes a picture and I'm, like, picking my fucking nose or something? <laughs> you know what? I would own that. I would actually own that 100%. If someone has a picture of me picking my nose out there, send it my way. It'll be my profile picture. But the, the mental health issue is that my mental health didn't really stem from my job before when I was working the corporate job. And now it completely stems from my job and what I do every single day that I spend most of my time doing. So that has been a really difficult component that when you're thinking about the pros and cons of working for yourself or specifically being a full-time content creator and influencer, podcaster, whatever you want to say, is that you're opening your life for millions, hundreds of thousands of people, a hundred people. It doesn't matter. You know, you all know how you feel when somebody in your family or one of your friends makes a backhanded comment at you and it sticks with you and, and then it gets in your head. Think about that, but multiplied every single day from random people that you don't know, that have no idea who you are, what you're going through, and how their comment is going to affect you. And it has 100% affected me that it has been I know I said my schedule is the number one thing that I struggle with. That was a total lie. My mental stress and yeah, my mental health has been the biggest struggle for sure. But I wouldn't wouldn't trade it, I don't think. I don't know. Let me get through the other ones and then I'll let you know if I would trade it. (laughs) You know what? When I quit my job and... I made last week's episode, or technically my fourth episode, because last week was just a repost. When I made the video that I was going to quit my job and do social media full time, I was so worried that people would be like, you're not relatable anymore. And because I was so worried and I was so insecure about it, I was like so defensive about it. Like really unreasonably defensive about it. And I think I was just defensive because I knew, like, I knew you guys were right. And it's true. Like, I'm not relatable to the fact that I don't work your schedule anymore. Yeah, of course. But at the time, I was just in so much denial. And that is one thing that I miss so much. It's not the relatability. It's the fact that, like, a lot of my friends I can't relate to anymore. And it's not that I don't relate to their personality by any means, but it's like, when we're talking about our schedules or trying to get together and our schedules never, ever, ever line up or they're complaining about their boss or or whatever, I don't get to complain about my boss. I just talk shit on myself. Can you imagine how horrible that is for me? I just talk shit on myself literally all the time because I don't have anyone else to take it out on. But the relatability aspect of it is just such a hard freaking line when you're in social media because people follow you for your relatability because they see parts of you in themselves, in you, and they want to follow people that they aspire to be like. But then it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. If you're too different from me and you're too, uh, you're doing too many different things or you're not working the same schedule as me or you're not in the same type of career as me, uh, uh, mm, too far. You're not relatable anymore. And I guess... I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I wish that I just had like a normal ass job and I could just still make TikToks for fun because the meaning of my videos have definitely changed and I've noticed that and it makes me really sad and I think a lot of people probably notice that too. Like I used to go on TikTok and be on live getting ready for hours. I would let you guys doll me up. (laughs) We did my hair together. We did my makeup. I would let you guys dress me up like a little doll. Nobody would ever agree But it was so fun and it was like I would do that after my corporate job on a Thursday night getting ready to go out for dinner with my friends or going out for a night or oh my gosh there was this one time that I was on TikTok live and I was scootering downtown like I was just doing that for fun. Now when I make TikTok videos I I view it as like my job like I have to post it. And I think I always have to remind myself like, no, don't have that mindset because the second you have that mindset is when you stop making videos that you actually enjoy because I've realized that all the time is that I'm like, oh, I'm just making this video because I have to, because I have to be engaging and I have to post something. But then when I do that, I'm like, I'm not even, I don't even want to watch this video myself. It's not even entertaining. I didn't even really like have that much fun doing it. And the relatability aspect of it, I feel like, comes through when you stop making videos that you're making just because you're having fun. When you start making all of your videos are about PR and unboxing because I can't fucking think of anything else to make a video about. And then I'm making these videos of all this like random stuff that I get that people are like, that's not relatable. Like the average person doesn't get that. And I 100% agree with you. And I think more recently now than ever, especially coming up on my one year, That's something that I have noticed in myself that I have tried so hard to stop making content around like around like gifting and boxes and stuff. Because at the beginning of when I started TikTok, so many people loved it because I was just like an average girl working an average job. And I was getting PR gifts from these like really cool companies. And I was sharing it and people were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. She works a corporate job and like she gets this like I could probably do that. But then when I surpassed that and now I do it full time, it's like, ugh, that's annoying. Like, yeah, your entire job is just to open boxes. And I agree with you. I hate watching videos like that myself. And so recently I'm taking a step back and I'm I'm changing it up. I'm just going to make videos that I think are fun. I'm going to try to take away the fact that it's a job. And there are a lot of times that I wish I was still working my corporate jobs so that I could give you guys advice because Every time that I do like an ask me anything or you guys will message me all the time and it'll be like, how do I go to my boss about getting a promotion or how do I ask my boss for PTO or just things that so many people like go through every single day that I can't relate to. And I truly, and I mean this wholeheartedly, I get jealous of the fact that I don't have those experiences that I can't like even speak to. Because when so many people around you are doing the same thing and you feel like the one person out, it can be like kind of lonely and then you feel like no one relates to you and then no, you can't relate to anyone else. And so then that's why you start finding other people who are in similar fields and maybe like also work in social media or also self-employed because like you guys get it. And that's why people who work corporate jobs, they get each other. And knowing that the majority of people that listen to this podcast work a corporate job and, and probably a lot of you guys are sitting there like, oh, I want to work for myself. Fuck this job. <laughs> yes, rightfully so. Totally have that mindset. But also know that like it is not a bad thing by any, any means to have a corporate job. Like at all. And I think a lot of people that work for themselves will agree with me that there are times that I wish that I still had it. 100%. Now, getting to the end of this episode, we have to talk about, of course, the most prominent thing, right? How has going from a corporate job to self-employment changed my fun on weekdays? What do I do for fun on weekdays now? A lot of people are like, well, of course, you're going to have so much fun on weekdays. You work for yourself. You have your own schedule. You can do whatever you want. I have to be honest with you guys. I have less fun on weekdays. Well, you know what? Let me take that back. I have less fun on weekdays in the sense that I originally meant when I started the, the podcast because now my fun on weekdays is incorporated throughout my day. So you know how I was saying that like I enjoy working at night and I like doing things during the day. It's during the day that I have fun on weekdays. And I think prior to having this job, working in a corporate job, I always thought that fun on weekdays meant whatever you're doing after work. Or maybe like at 5 a.m. if you're a crazy person and you wake up before work. Um, But there's a lot of people in the world that have different schedules. You might be a hairdresser, a doctor. You might work overnight. You might be a waitress. so You work a lot of weekends. Everyone's idea of fun on weekdays has changed. And so for me, I miss the fact that like every Monday through Friday, I could close my damn computer at 5 p.m., completely disassociate myself, and then I could go and do whatever I wanted with all of my other friends who were also on the same schedule. And now I don't really do that, honestly, because when I am off of work, it's super late at night. And then I'm going home and then I'm like going to sleep. But I do still have fun on weekdays, just not in the same sense. And I'm really trying to make that part of what I do every single day now. Today, I went for a walk around Ladybird Lake I went to a little acai place called Nectar. And then I walked home and I actually called Lily, my old roommate. You guys all know know and love Lily. I called and talked to her for like 45 minutes catching up with her. And then I came home, I showered, got some packages, and then I came over to the office. And for me, like that was my fun on weekday activity that I did was I took myself on a walk, got myself a smoothie bowl, called a friend, caught up with someone, and then I worked. And I think a year ago, if you would have asked me what fun on weekdays was was for me, it might have been, oh, I'm going to work until 5 p.m. and then I'm going to go on a walk and then I'm going to go get a acai bowl and then call my friend at night. Like I'm still having fun. It's just at a completely different time. And for anyone who has listened to my episode called You Don't Have to Drink to Have Fun, um, you'll definitely see. And anyone who's followed me for a while, I was hardcore in my party girl era when I first moved to Austin, when I had my job at TikTok. And I loved going out. Like going out was so fun. I would drink all the time. And then I don't really know when it changed, but it definitely changed after I started working for myself that I was like, well, I don't really want to go out anymore. And I just didn't enjoy drinking as much. And that is totally, totally okay. But as I've evolved as a person, as I've evolved of a self-employed girl, a business owner, if you will, my idea of fun has changed just as my schedule has changed, just as my career has changed, just as my friends and my relationship has changed. And that is what this is all about is that every single day you're going to change. So of course, your idea of fun is going to change with you as well. And it's up to you to figure out what that means for you and how you can incorporate that in your day. Because for me, even still, even though I don't have a set schedule, if I were to wake up every single day and all I was doing was like posting content, actually, fuck that. Now that I think about it, that is pretty much all I do. But if I didn't intentionally make moments in my day every day as a self-employed girl that were for myself to have fun, to enjoy, that are not necessarily work-related, which sometimes my fun on weekdays are work-related, then I just think that I would not actually enjoy what I'm doing. Like, I really wouldn't. And now my goal is to put on these events for you guys to have fun on weekday. So that there's now no more excuses, right? Like, you can't say, I don't have anything to do. I don't know what to do. I don't have anything to do. I don't, I don't have any friends. Yes, you do now. Yes, you do now because now part of my job is bringing that for you so you can't make excuses anymore. And that for me also is kind of what I do for fun. But when you guys come and attend the events for fun after your workday, just know that like that is my work day. Like I am working at that event and then I am taking it down and helping set up and then I am traveling to go back. And so like my actual work, Yes, it is fun, but it is still work. It's just different. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little comparison. I wish I had drawn a Venn diagram. Is that what that's called? You know, like the three circles, it kind of looks like the Olympic rings. Yes, Venn diagram. I wish I had a Venn diagram to share the similarities and differences of the two, but I I really think the grass is always greener on the other side. And there, are, if you are listening to this, And you've ever felt jealous of somebody who's self-employed. Just know that self-employed people are oftentimes jealous of you too. Even if they don't vocalize it. And this might be the first time that I'm vocalizing it. But there are a lot of times that I look back on my life a year ago. And I'm like wow. I wish I could go back to that. Because really the only worry that I had was like missing a client call. And like in the grand scheme of life. That is so much better to me than like some of the things that I have to deal with now. Where it's like oh. I really wish I didn't have to go and read a shitty comment about me. Things like that. Okay, that's all I have to say. (laughs) And so we are approaching, you guys, my one-year anniversary of Fun on Weekdays. It's in two weeks, I think, right? I'm looking at the calendar. Yeah, two weeks. So July 27th was the first day that I ever put out my episode. And I kind of said this in my last episode that I want to do a little rebrand. And I think this goes along the lines of what I talked about today was that I – You don't want to listen to this podcast and listen to somebody that works in a different industry than you talk about my struggles every single day. You want to listen to people that you relate to. That is the whole point of this. I have a community of so many diverse people, all from so many different backgrounds, different careers. And so coming up on my one year, I'm making it a point to kind of change the narrative of this podcast so that every single person that listens to this can relate to one of the guests that I talk to or one of the topics that I talk about. And it won't be so centered around my life and what I'm doing. You know, every once in a while for the people that do like listening <laughs> to my life, we'll sprinkle it in. We'll sprinkle it in. But what I want to do is bring on teachers, healthcare workers, people from the military, um gosh, I don't even know, like florists, event planners. I want to bring on people from so many different career backgrounds. So we can all talk about, even though we all have different things we're doing during the day, different schedules, different responsibilities, there is one underlying thing here, right? And it's that all of us all value putting our work aside for a second to enjoy the weekday, right? and not wait for the weekend to have fun or or maybe you work on the week maybe you work on the weekend and you have fun on the weekdays, you know? Well, we should all have fun on weekdays. Okay, you get what I'm trying to say. So when I approach that one year, we're stepping it up, baby. We're getting better mics. My my office is hopefully going to be done. I'm going to get a ton of you guys on this podcast. I want to hear your feedback. Like truly, I mean it. If you're not in my Facebook group yet, please, please join it. It is called Fun on Weekdays Podcast. If you do a little quick little search, it'll pop right up. I feel like I was a little lost for a moment because I quit the job and then I was like, oh shoot, now what? And then I was like, oh okay, well the topics that they wanted me to talk about, I I can't talk about anymore because I don't even have the same experience. So we're fixing that by bringing you guys on here to talk about those experiences and how we can get through them together and relate to each other even if we don't relate to the experience in itself. We can relate to our feelings and Okay. I got to stop talking. I said this episode was going to be 40 minutes and it's 52. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and happy early one year anniversary to all of us. My fun on weekday idea for you, and this has absolutely nothing to do with the episode (laughs) at all, but it is to clean out your refrigerator and organize it. Oh my God. I opened my refrigerator today and it was disgusting I had stuff in there that was like three months expired and I just never looked at it because I never stopped to take a second to look at it so everybody get up right now go look at your refrigerator throw that shit away organize it you're gonna feel so good so productive put on some music stock it with some good stuff you'll feel so much better all right you guys have a great week I'll talk to you next Tuesday